ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. So on the previous podcast, I talked about finding your tribe, friendships, um, as a mom, trying to reach out in your community to show yourself friendly and to trust God to bring you women that can sharpen you and you can sharpen them as we looked at that verse in Proverbs of iron sharpening iron. In that, I shared a little bit of my story, my journey, about how the Lord really did a work in my life um, in regards to friendship and to reaching out to other women around me. Part of that um, led into starting a Facebook group in the Knoxville community where I was living at the time. And through that, we um, did several different things. But one of our main things was hosting a mom's night out. So that's what I'm going to talk about in this episode specifically is how do you host a mom's night out? Now, I don't feel like there's any like magical formula. Um, The number one thing you need to have a successful mom's night out is a willing heart. If you have a willing heart, everything else comes after that. And the reality is, more often than not, um, the women in your life, the moms in your life that you will invite and that you know, will be so desperate for friendship and fellowship and encouragement um, that it really doesn't matter what exactly your mom's night out looks like. If you have a willing heart, a heart that is desiring to be a blessing to someone else, you will have a very successful mom's night out. But I know over the past few years, I have shared pictures of our mom's night out and I've had people message me like, what do you do? How does it work? Um, How do you invite people? All of those different things. So I thought I'd just do a fun episode here answering some of those questions and sharing with you what our mom's night outs looked like. Now, everybody can do this totally different way, um, but this is kind of just some different things that we would do for our mom's night out. So I started this Facebook group when my daughter, soon after she was born, I believe, um, and she's six and a half, so it's been going on for a long time. And um, pretty soon after the group started, I got with the two other admins that came on with me, and I was like, what if we did this? Mom signed out every other month. Let's just host an evening where the women can get together and fellowship and just enjoy spending some time together. So for, I would probably say at least... For pushing five years, if not more, I can't remember exactly when we started the Mom's Night Out, but for at least probably almost five years, every other month we had a Mom's Night Out. And to my recollection, I never missed one of those, which is crazy uh, because I had three more babies in that time. We did deputation, which had us traveling all over the eastern United States. Um, but the other admin moms were so gracious to just work with me. We would have a mom's night out and then we would go ahead and look two months uh, on the calendar out and say, hey, these are the like three nights this month that I'm available, what it works for you guys. And somehow we always landed on one day that was going to work for us. 
So it was such a blessing to me that I was able to participate in so many of those mom's night outs. Um, And each one looked a little bit different. So let me start with, okay, so who do you invite? So this is what it looked like for us. Because we already had the Facebook mom group, um, we would just create it as an event for the group. Now, the group was 250 plus moms, but don't sit back and like, oh my goodness, she invited 250 moms to her house. Yes, but inevitably, you're going to have way less come. So we knew that there was a group of, I think probably at our lowest, we would have like 10 at our highest. I think I think the highest one we ever had was actually a Valentine party, a Valentine mom's night out, and it was maybe like 35-ish. Um, but uh, usually it was around 15 or 20. Um, so we would just create the event in the mom group, make it available to anyone. Um, but usually we had about, you know, the 15 to 20 show up. Um, So that's how we would do the invites. And we would also try to specify that if you had like a a young baby, if you had a nursing baby or an infant, that you were welcome to bring them. Um, But if it, you know, if if the baby could stay with dad or a sitter, um, you know, if they were getting, not to where they were a baby, if it was like a kid or a toddler that we asked kindly if you did not bring them just because the other moms were making the effort for a mom's night out. So we just tried to, to be respectful of that and keep it as much of a an adult evening as possible um now that often meant that you know we would have I, I think there was one mom's night out and we just had this huge wave of babies uh really when willow was born so like summer early summer late summer early fall we had this huge wave of babies and i think we had a one, one mom's night out and out of the like what like 12 or 13 of us that were there i think 11 of us had babies now, you know, these are like little nursing infants. Um, so that was okay if it worked out. But that's kind of what we would usually say. Somehow we would just word it nicely. Like if you need to bring your infant, that's fine. But, you know, we asked just out of respect for all the other moms who were trying to make the effort to have a mom's evening that older children would not attend. Um, so usually, you know, some people kind of feel a little bit funny. Like, how do I say that? Just try to word it very nice. And I don't think we ever had a mom get upset about that. They were all respectful. Most of them understood. Yes, I get that. Now, sometimes that did mean that, you know, a mom couldn't come just because she couldn't work out a um, somebody to watch her kids. But we tried to keep these frequent enough that if you missed last one, it'll circle around. We tried to give enough um, heads up to know when it's coming so you can plan for it. Now, there were some times where because people started to expect these every other month, that maybe a month out, we would put a save the date. Hey, here's the date. Here's the time. Maybe we would have a location, maybe not, but we would just put it out as this is the official date and time. So you can start planning, talk with your husband, find the grandma, ask a sitter, um, just so that they would have plenty of time to try to line that up if they wanted to try to attend. And then closer to it, we would put out more details. Um, But please don't think that you have to have this big Facebook group to do something something like this. You could start a mom's night out with one mom friend, two or three mom friends. Um, Maybe you have, you know, a small mom group at your church and you want to just have a little mom's night out. It can look like whatever it needs to look like for your situation. Um, But I would be safe to say that if you're a mom, that you know another mom, somehow, some form or fashion, um, and you could put together something like this. You could invite um, someone to this. So there is a little planning, you know, you got to plan the date, the time we would usually try to do in the evening, six, six thirty, whatever tend to work for the group to where husbands could be home. Um, we would try not to stay out too, too late. 
Um, this would vary on where we would have it if we're having it at a restaurant. Obviously, the restaurant would close at a certain time. Um, we try to be respectful if we're having it at a house. You know, we didn't want to stay till 1030 because that mom is still going to have to put her kids down to bed and all of that. Sometimes they did go later. Um, usually it was kind of up to the hostess. Whenever the hostess said, hey, it's time for you guys to go, you know, that's when we all got the cue and and headed home. Um, but usually we would do them like 6, 630 to about 9, 930. Um, so just a couple hours. But it was so, so much fun. So ours usually comprised of food. So if we were going out to eat, we just tell people, hey, we're going out to this restaurant. This is the menu. You can look ahead of time, whatever you need to bring um, money-wise. Um, more often than not, we would have them at someone's home. So it first started, there were three admins, me and two other girls, and we would just rotate having it at our homes. Um, then other people in the group started speaking up, offering to host it, which was wonderful. We were more than happy to um, share some of that responsibility. But, um, so we would just ask everybody, Hey, bring a sweet or savory dish. And because we created it in a Facebook event, we would just comment, uh, please bring a sweet or savory dish, comment below with what you're going to bring so that we can kind of look at that. And Hey, if you know, we've got brownies and cookies and cake, I'm probably going to bring a veggie tray or something like that to keep it diverse. So that always seemed to work really well for us, um, to keep the food kind of diverse and different. Um, so we would always do food. Um, sometimes we would do games depending on, you know, whether we were out somewhere or at someone's house or sometimes like we had some games planned, but we all just wound up talking and never even got around to the games. There were some times where we did activities. There was one time in the spring where we painted flower pots together. There was um, one time that we did a Christmas one and the hostess had a whole table of like different little arts and crafts set up that you could do. Um, some different things like that. There was a while that we were doing like a favorite things exchange. So, I mean, we would try to keep it cheap and inexpensive so it wasn't a big, you know, toll on the budget. Um, but, you know, for $10, bring your favorite book or bring your favorite makeup item or, you know, in the summer, bring your favorite thing to have in your beach bag or whatever. And then we would do a little exchange with the mom. So that was kind of fun. We enjoyed that. At Christmas, we would do a little gift exchange and a game, um, things like that. But usually it was just straight up food and fellowship. I mean, that was the main thing. We just ate and talked and ate some more and talked some more and ate some more and talked some more. And I don't know about you, but to me, that is the perfect mom's night out. That was wonderful to me. Um, and so me and the other two moms that admined this group, we were all Christians. Um, now we had people in our group that were not Christians, but we did try to be very careful that we kept the mom's night out a very Christian environment environment. Um, just because, you know, this, this isn't your worldly mom's night out where you come and drink and I'll, no, absolutely not. Um, we wanted these evenings to not just be chit chatting and catching up, um, but really to be, to be fellowship, to be strengthening, to be this iron sharpening iron. Um, for a while we were doing, um, kind of like a prayer time through there, praying for other moms. We had a list of all the moms that were in the group and we were praying through those names. Um, you know, always spending time. And I loved our conversations. You know, our conversations usually started out lighthearted, superficial. And you know, you have a mom's night out and you get away from your kids 
just to go to the mom's night out to talk about your kids and how much you love them and miss them and want to spend time with them. And, oh, look at these pictures of my kids, <laughs> which it was always so funny to me. Um, but that usually led into some heart conversations of, well, these are some things that we're struggling with. Oh, me too. Well, maybe we can pray for each other and check in and encourage one another. And that's just how the, the mom's night outs wound up going almost every time. Um, and it was, it was just such a blessing. I, there was this one mom's night out who this one sweet mom, she was like our official photographer. Every time she came, she always got the best pictures of our group. And when she wasn't there, I totally forgot. Um, but one time she came and she was actually in a challenge to read the entire Bible in one month. Um, and so she was like, look, I'm here. I want to be with you guys and I'm going to chat for just a bit, but I'm going to have to keep reading my Bible as, as I'm kind of sitting here chit chatting. Um, and it, but it, it was so encouraging to me to see her desire for that. And she didn't stay as long as she normally stayed because she's like, I got to get home. I've got quite a bit of reading to do tonight. Um, and, and like I said, she even brought her Bible with her to that mom's night out. Um, because it was important to her, but that in and of itself, that that's really stuck out in my mind. Um, and, and has encouraged me on her walk with Christ and her desire to continue that and, and to set an example, but things like that would happen through our mom's side outs that they were always so encouraging to me. So I know sometimes when it comes to something like hosting something or hospitality, um, it can just feel very daunting. Like there are all these reasons why it would be so difficult to make it happen. But I, I've challenged this so often on my podcast, whether it be hospitality, having people into your home for dinner, or now hosting a mom's night out. Um, whatever your hurdles are, try to work through that. Um, and, and maybe it is a legit, like maybe your house is so small that you cannot fit more than two people in your living room. Okay. Maybe that's a reality, but there are still some options here. One, you can have one friend over and the two of you can sit in your living room. Two, you could go somewhere else. Um, it, you know, you could go out for dinner, invite a couple moms to go out for dinner. Um, maybe that's, you know, out of budget. You can't, you can't spend that much for dinner. Um, maybe go out for coffee, maybe go out for ice cream or, you know, maybe, it's just we're in a stage of life where you, you just your husband's working and you can't find a sitter or you don't have money to pay a sitter. Um, so maybe maybe get creative. Maybe try to trade out with somebody. You know, hey, this week the three of us are going to go out and get coffee, and you know, can you can you moms watch the kids, and then we'll trade, and then you guys can go out. What, whatever you need to do. But my challenge is to kind of work through those hurdles and find a way that you can try to make this aspect of hospitality work um, because it is such a blessing. And then the other big challenge is to not allow it to become something that is not centered on your mutual love for Christ. Um, a mom's night out can be strengthening. It can be refreshing. It can give you the pep in your step to go back and to serve your family well if it is focused on on Christ on encouragement on strengthening on building building strengthening and building up um but sometimes oftentimes it can happen when ladies get together that the conversation tends more towards gossip, um, towards husband bashing, towards complaining about our kids. I would challenge you to be very guarded um, about it not going that route. Um, even if you have to have games planned or have 
you know, conversation starters pre-planned so that if you notice it's starting to go that way, you could, you as the host could jump in and intervene and try to take it back onto a track that is what you were hoping for. Um, that, that really is my challenge. We're not hosting a mom's night out to have a mom's night out to get away from the kids, to get away from the responsibilities, to get away from the husband, to get a break. Um, no, you're, you're hosting this. You're doing this. You're, you're giving time to this to refresh yourself, to encourage yourself, to make yourself a better mom, to encourage someone else to be a better mom and wife. And, and so I, I wanted to just give that, that challenge, that caveat there, um, of what the purpose of this is to always keep that forefront. Then you're just working through the logistics of it. Who am I going to invite? How am I going to invite them? Is it going to be a Facebook event? Am I going to create a group? Am I going to write out some invitations and hand them out to a few ladies at church? Am I going to text them? How do we want to do this? Um, plan a date. What date works? Do you just want to set a date and and um, run with it? Do you want to get some input? Um, sometimes I have found when hosting things. Let me just give this little tidbit here. If you're very wishy-washy and up in the air, like what date works for you? Well, I don't know what date works for you. Well, let's see what date works for her. You can go round and round and round. I don't know about you, but I'm busy and I just don't have the time for that. So for me, it was best to say, okay, hey, maybe instead of picking one date, like maybe that's too narrow because what if it doesn't work for her and she's like, why, I'm just not going to come. Maybe say, all right, these are three dates that I have available and maybe don't do all three Friday nights because you know what? If if Sarah's husband works on Friday nights, then Sarah's going to think, well, I can't go because Friday night is never an option for me. So maybe try to mix it up. Okay, here's a Tuesday, here's a Thursday, and here's a Friday night spread throughout this month. These are a couple dates. Text it to two or three friends. Hey, I really want to get together for a time of encouragement. We can pray together and just enjoy some fellowship, a night out. These are some dates that I have. Um, Are you free on any of these dates? Figure out a time that works. Um, sometimes it just, you, unfortunately, it has to be the time that works for the majority. Sometimes everybody can't make something work. So find what works for the majority. Pick a date, pick a time, get it down. Make sure you inform the husband, write it on the calendar, highlight it, whatever you need to do. Line up the sitter if you need to. Call the grandma. Um, get someone to help with your kids for a few hours. Um, and then think through, okay, so where's this going to be? Do we... Just want to keep it easy and go out to eat. Um, do we want to have it at somebody's home? Do you want to have it at your home? And don't think that having something like this at your home means, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to spend a week deep cleaning the closet in you know the back office. Absolutely not. Like maybe you want to touch up the surface wipe down the bathroom a little bit. Um, But this doesn't have to be something that is just going to be an overhaul burden on your week. Um, Because like I said at the beginning, the ladies aren't there to critique your cleaning. They're not there to be like, oh my goodness, she has toys on the floor because more than likely they have toys back at home on their floor. Um, The purpose of, of Mom's Night Out, of the hosting, is not to impress. It is to bless. And if the purpose is to bless, then, I mean, yeah, make it to where they're comfortable and they can wash their hands at your bathroom sink and not be grossed out and that they can sit down. You know, there's not toys all over the floor, Um, but but it's to be a blessing. That doesn't mean it has to be perfection in the circumstances and in the situation. Um, So, and I would challenge you to having it at your home. It's totally fine to go out. And I, I love those times that we go out. Changing it up is nice, but there is, um, there's a kind of a, an intimacy of having people into your home 
that is a little different than an, a, a restaurant. Sometimes I felt like there might have been conversations that were had in a home setting that might not have come up in a restaurant setting. You know, a, a lady looking for, for biblical wisdom on something that she's dealing with or pouring out her heart or, or a prayer time. Something that didn't necessarily happen in in an out-to-eat, loud, music-playing environment kind of setting. Um, so just use your discernment, use your discretion on what your group is, what that needs to look like, um, and everything for you. But location, then think through food. You probably don't want to be in charge of it all. Again, this doesn't have to be a huge burden on you. Um, so say maybe you want to do what we do. Bring a sweet or bring a savory, let me know so I know how to plan. As the hostess, um, I would usually try to do a little more of a main dish savory. Um, But if I knew that I invited six ladies and five of them were bringing a savory dish, I was going to do a dessert. Um, So I would kind of try to wait. Or maybe you could pick a theme and you're going to be like, hey, we're going to do taco night. Um, There was one time where we did like an ice cream bar. So everybody knew we were going to have ice cream and toppings. Um, And then we were just kind of kind of fill in with little appetizers on the side. Um, So maybe you want to set a theme like that. Maybe it's going to be Italian night. Or, you know, there was one time um, where life was just busy for a lot of us. And we actually met at a little outdoor coffee shop. Um, but so they did have coffee there, but we usually tried to have some type of food for us to eat dinner together. Um, but it just, it was too much and the setting was odd to bring food and the coffee shop had drinks. So I just said, Hey, bring $5 and I'm going to go pick up some pizzas and we'll just buy coffees from the coffee shop and then sit there and eat pizza. And so we did that and that worked out. So just work through your location and your food and your theme, then determine, do you want to have games? And sometimes I, I would encourage to maybe have one or two games in mind. You don't necessarily have to make them happen if you're there and you see that, Hey, conversations are going really well. Um, like I said, if you don't feel like you kind of jump in and need to like bring things back on track, if conversations are going in a way that you're like, Oh, well, this isn't exactly the purpose of having the mom's night out. Um, if people are just enjoying conversing and delighting in the Lord and encouraging one another, then run with it. But if you want to have the game to get back on track, or maybe if there's a lull or maybe you just want to play a game, um, it's always fun to jump in with some type of game or activity. I know a lot of ladies love to craft. Crafting isn't really my thing just because I'm just not crafty. I'm not very good at it. Um, uh, It's just not something that brings me joy, I guess. It brings me more anxiety than anything. Um, But if that's your thing, if that's what the ladies that you were with enjoy, even if it's not your thing, you know, there were times where we had the craft night, even though I'm not great at crafts and I'd much rather have a book swap. Um, You know, there there was a time where we had the book swap and there's a time we had a craft night because everybody loves something different. So if you're going to do this on a regular basis, try to keep it varied. Um, Try to, you know, change it up a little bit to keep interest and keep people enjoying coming, bringing new people along, um, encouraging somebody to invite somebody new. We would always try when, uh, so it, because the event was exclusively for our mom group, um, we would try to add moms as we knew that they were pregnant. So we told them, Hey, you don't have to actually have a baby on the outside to be considered a mom that can come to the mom's night out, even if you're pregnant. And we loved that for many reasons. One, it gave us an opportunity to meet the new mamas, um, but it also gave the new mamas an opportunity to start formulating mom friendships before they even entered into having baby. So that then when they did have baby, they already had these friendships that they could lean on for strength, for encouragement, for prayer requests, for advice. Um, and, And so that was really a neat gift to see from that. 
One other thing about kind of having a very to the mom's night out is if you want to play off of holidays. So doing it every other month, we would do, we had, let's see, February, April, June, August, October, and December were how our mom's night outs fell. Um, so we would always do a really fun Christmas one. Christmas was a little extra special where we would, you know, usually go to somebody's home. I think every Christmas one we went to somebody's home. So it would be decorated. We do a gift exchange. Um, that that was always fun. You know, you have your Christmas foods, Christmas cookies, maybe do a Christmas game, Christmas activity. Um, and then with the one falling in February, we always did one um, around Valentine's Day. There was one girl that hosted the Valentine one for several years. And man, she could throw an awesome Valentine party. I mean, her whole house was decked out in pink and red. And it was just, it was awesome. It was so much fun. And she didn't have to do all of that, but but it was fun. We enjoyed that. And then we had others, you know, sometimes we did things more outdoors, indoors, depending on the weather. Um, I'm trying to think, there was even a couple times where we would do like a movie night. Um, and I know you got to kind of be careful about that be careful with what you watch but if you know there was like a christian film or something something that was clean and appropriate um you know we would all pile on the floor of somebody's living room you know because only so many people fit on the couch and we would have a movie night so those were fun um but it just it was such uh an enriching thing to my motherhood journey to have these moms died outs to get to bond with these ladies. And like I said in the last episode, um, I am no longer in Knoxville, so I no longer get to attend those, but they're going strong with the other ladies that are still in that group. And I love um, seeing and hearing that they had one, although I do miss them so, so dearly. Um, but I have been able to already attend a mom's night out here in Australia with a sweet group of moms. And I, and I was just reminded how precious it is to have that friendship, to have that time together, um, to, to, to make the effort. It does take a little bit of effort. Um, like I said, I, I don't think it has to take as much effort as sometimes we might think it should. Um, hosting and all the things that comes with it, we can minimize that as much as we need to to actually make it happen. Um, but it, it is, it does take some sort of effort and it's worth it. It's worth it to have this time to be able to connect, to encourage somebody else. And, and inevitably I have found time and time again, that if I go out seeking to be a blessing to someone else, I will come home so richly blessed. Um, that's just, that's just how the Christian life is. As we seek to pour our lives into others, God pours back and more so into our hearts. Um, and that's my whole heart behind this episode is just encouraging you um, to to be friendly, to reach out, to encourage um, maybe the new pregnant mom who has no idea what she's doing, who's trying to make friendships, who's trying to figure all this out, um, to encourage the mom who has a toddler and a preschooler and a little baby on her hip who just feels like she's trying to keep from drowning. Or, you know, it, it, and it doesn't always have to be young moms. Um, we would try to bring in older moms. Now, it, it tended to just be kind of the 20s and 30s group, but we we always welcomed um, older ones. I love um, spending time with older moms because they bring a level of experience and perspective that some of us young moms just can't see in the midst of it all. Um, so don't think like, oh, I can only invite moms that are my age or moms that have kids that are my kid's age. Maybe get out of the box a little bit and and you will find that it is a blessing to have that, that varied um 
you know, varies of seasons of motherhood um, interacting with one another. But anyway, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If it leads you to have a mom's night out and you want to reach out and share a picture with me or let me know, I would love to see that. I would love to um, just hear how, how the Lord has blessed and encouraged you through doing something like this. I look forward to joining with you ladies back in the next episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.